Welcome to Grazeaholics. I'm Veronica. And I'm Courtney. And today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 22, The Name of the Game. And that's a song? Apparently it is, and I have a hard time saying the band's name, ABBA. Yeah, ABBA. ABBA. By ABBA. Yeah. Do you know the song? Um, probably once I hear it, you know that I don't do good with like the names of songs that I like. I just like a song. I don't pay attention to the name of it or who sings it. But I went through a really strong like ABBA phase whenever I was a kid. Dancing Queen. uh, It was in Miss Congeniality. That was my jam. I listened to it constantly. Okay. So I know the band or band singer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they I, just they just did like a whole comeback thing too. I'm pretty sure. What's the trendy oh. thing to do? Apparently. <laughs> so yes, it is a song. I have not heard it, but I'm sure we have at some point. Probably, I would yeah. assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you uh drinking over there? You mean my plenty of beverages that I have? Opened? I should say, what are aren't you drinking over there? Diet Dr Pepper. Good luck sleeping tonight. Truly yeah. strawberry lemonade, mango bubbly, and then an empty truly because I already drank it. Oh, and I was just too lazy to you know take it downstairs. But what are you drinking? Um, I am having a strawberry kiwi vizzy. How's you that know, <clears throat> I don't love it. Yeah, I am thinking that I just don't like vizzies. Wow, I'm the one that told you to try them. Yeah, I had really high hopes. I mean, I bought a Sam's Club case of them. So now I have all of these. Like, If we lived closer, I would just be like, can you come get these? I absolutely would. And I love Vizzy's. That's so sad. That makes me so sad. It just tastes like, it tastes like nail polish remover. Like it tastes, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a fan. I think I'd rather have Truly's, but overall I'd rather have White Claw. I know we talked about this a couple seasons ago, a couple episodes ago. You're the white claw with the no laws. Yeah, I'm. I'm a big truly fan. I do love Izzy's, and I think part of it is because I like to convince myself that it's a healthier alcoholic drink because it has vitamin C and antioxidants. But really, it doesn't fucking matter. It has. It's. It's alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I. I mean, I guess it's healthy. Ish. Uh, it's not healthy. It's just what I tell myself. I mean, it has citric acid in it. So, <laughs> so it's not really. <laughs> All right. So what is the Netflix description so we can grade it? It says that Bailey's fears that she is being mommy tracked. Izzy is not a fan of George's new romantic interest. Meredith learns shocking information about her father. God, this is awful. Four. Yeah, it was a weird episode for me. Um, because the fact that Netflix put a big thing on, um, Bailey being mommy tracked and also in the the episode itself, it's brought up a lot that she's being mommy tracked. Yeah. And it was very confusing because the last couple of episodes she was operating like she was. Yes. But I did some research. Okay. How many times surgeons operate. So there is a big gap or discrepancy. So oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. Because again, like last episode, I don't feel like there's a lot of research. We're losing yeah. the research. It's almost like season 18, which we will not talk about. Um, I refuse to. 
But yeah, so lack of research. I'm sorry for those of you that like the research part. I'm not, I'm trying to step up to my, like, I'm trying, but I'm not sure there's much to research sometimes. So do you want to go ahead and give us the opening monologue? All right, I will try my best. Opening monologue. A good basketball game can have us all on the edge of our seats. Games are all about the glory, the pain, and the play-by-play. And then there are the more solitary games, the games we each play all by ourselves, the social games, the mind games. We use them to pass the time to make life more interesting, to distract us from what's really going on. There are those of us who love to play games, any game, and there are those of us who love to play a little too much. This is an awful monologue. Yeah, I... For some reason, the first thing that made me uh, reminded me of this is March Madness, which I don't watch college football, uh, basketball. Well, it's yeah, football. <laughs> but because we are still in March, and I think by the time everyone hears this, it'll be July. Uh, so it kind of reminded me of that. But it's not a very good monologue. I mean, no, we went from a really good monologue last week to meh. Yeah, I didn't really care for this one well why were you why would you play games like that's just so maybe like she's talking about like games that you play with yourself like the whole like you know oh i don't have feelings for Derek shepherd like oh like it's a game like like just be on it i don't know maybe it's just me be i don't know it's just a me problem (laughs) (laughs) all right would you like to hit us off with the recap Sure. Please. Sure. The episode opens with Meredith sitting at Joe's bar knitting. Derek is also there at a table behind her. Derek, as a friend, goes up to her and tells her that she looks a little weird knitting in a bar. Derek and Joe both try to get her to have a drink, but she tells him that she can't because she is celibate. They try to correct her and say that she is sober, but she confirms she did indeed mean celibate and drinking does not go well with her celibacy. I I have to tell you, this scene makes me crack up. Why? Like, I don't know. I just think of like, who goes to a bar to like knit? Like, no one goes to a bar to knit. I've never seen that before happen. And I've been to a lot of bars. I mean, I would take a book to a bar. That's different. No, it is. I've seen people take a book to a bar. But not knitting. And then she's not even knitting. I don't know what she's doing. No, she, no. We find out later she's just not. <laughs> she's just doing twists and turns. But anyways. and I, I would love to learn how to knit. Yeah, me too. I learned how to do... Is it crochet? Oh, I'd love to learn how to do that, too. I was trying to do a mermaid tail, but then I, I'm i the type of person that I don't know why I put myself in these situations when I would just rather buy it. Yeah, same. That's That was me with the whole cricket situation. It was just like, why do I want to go to all this trouble, spend twice as much on the materials, all the stress of making it whenever I could just pay half the price and, and just buy, buy it. it yeah 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 same so just buy it meredith buy the damn scarf sweater sweater that's a sweater yes <laughs> izzy is sitting with denny in the hospital she is also knitting while going off about george's new love interest callie 
She's clearly jealous. She asks Denny, what kind of name is Callie anyways? And who even is she? Izzy is his best friend. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Callie, it's Calliope. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it's a Spanish name, isn't it? I honestly don't know. I love the the like the nickname Callie. Like I love that. I think it's cute. Okay, so no, it's not Spanish. I just did a really quick Wikipedia search and Calliope is actually ancient Greek. Meaning Ooh. beautiful voice. It's uh is the muse who presides over the eloquence and epic poetry. So it's actually That's uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So Calliope had two famous sons by either Apollo or King, whatever. Nobody cares. Um, but yeah, so it's not Spanish. It's it's Greek, which is interesting. And I did notice that uh, Izzy is wearing a green sweater. So green as in envy, perhaps. Green as in Oh, But she is. Wearing- I mean, she, I could totally see it. Yeah, I love that you always pick that up. I never pay attention to what they're wearing. Well, I think I think part of it is that when this is going to sound really weird, but I think when I was in high school, which is weird, I was in high school and there was a course I took there. It was like a elective and you had to like look at shows and like what they wore, like their dressing, their like um it was either a course or a drama club. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a long time. But it was something, and I remember like starting to look at like shows like that. So now I I can't help but pay attention to stuff like that. But yeah, I noticed that she was wearing green, like green with envy. Hmm, I love that. Uh, Denny asks what she is doing, and Izzy tells him that she is knitting a sweater because Meredith thinks that she is knitting a sweater, but she can't knit. So at night she goes in to piece together her pieces and replace Meredith's to make her think that she's actually knitting a sweater. I mean, that's kind of sweet. That is. I think that that's sweet of her to do. Yeah, for sure. George, Callie, Burke, and Christina are having a little game night at the apartment. George and Callie are totally jiving and on the same page, but Burke and Christina are struggling. Christina is super competitive. I'm like that too. I'm very competitive, but like Christina makes it unfun. Yeah. Which yeah, it's not a correct word, but part of me, I feel like, you know, Burke is either not very good at popular culture, which seems to frustrate Christina, or he's just playing it off as he doesn't know. And so how do you not know who Madonna is? See, like I was thinking that he was doing it just to push Christina's buttons because he likes to have the upper hand. He, he likes to have the control yep. and stuff. So like I could see that yeah so fun fact i saw not reliable source so take with a grain of salt a tiktok and it was saying tell me something that you didn't know about celebrities did you know that madonna did not treat her chihuahuas right and like left them abandoned essentially and 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 she could have had someone to take care of the two chihuahuas that she had but they were like malnutritioned and yes so i'm sorry i did not know that this is a tiktok so i didn't have a chance to like google it or whatever but apparently like i don't know if they were she was like you know the pet people what are they called the why am i blanking out 
I don't know if they called the animal control on her or if she abandoned the chihuahuas and therefore, you know, I don't know. I don't know the full story, but it just said I I used to like Madonna, but now I don't because I found out that she um, didn't treat her chihuahuas well and they were malnourished. And I thought of you. You know, I saw I saw a different TikTok and it was about Megan Trainer doing the same thing, but I think it was with cats. And it was like uh I didn't like check to see if it was real or not, but it was like some woman who who worked at like a like a pet daycare facility, like boarding place where a lot of celebrities take their pets and Megan Trainer like treated her cats or I'm pretty sure it was cats like two of those big like fluffy cats like really Mm. badly and then she just like ended up like getting rid of them so yeah (laughs) Christina is complaining to Meredith and Izzy in the gallery she says how she needs George out of her apartment and Meredith chimes in with some friendly advice and tells her that she could always sleep with him and right in the middle start crying (laughs) so cynical that's so true. I was dying. I was laughing. That was so funny. Izzy gets annoyed and tells Christina to just kick him out so he can come back home to them. Hold up. Pause, pause, pause. So Izzy is jealous of Calliope. Mm-hmm. Callie. I like saying her full name, Calliope. I think it's just such a pretty name. So Callie. Mm-hmm. But she and she slept with Alex, but doesn't like Alex anymore and think he's unworthy. But fell for Denny. Yes. So confused. Okay. Uh, Izzy is a complicated creature. Izzy needs to figure her shit out. Okay. Derek finds Addison at the hospital. She asks if he is coming out of or going into surgery. He tells her that he is just going in because Doc is sick. He is lethargic and throwing up, so he he dropped Doc off at the vet. They are going to keep him there overnight, and Meredith will check on him later. Which this whole, like, dog custody thing is just, like, weird to me still. Like, the I actually know people that have that. Like, dog Dog custody? custody? Yeah. Well, actually, you know, the people from selling- I mean, Randy and I talked about it selling sunset people also have dog custody i don't watch that it's good drama i okay. like the drama Maybe when I it's should. not mine oh actually, I well like i think drama. that's everybody you're an aries <laughs> sometimes i instigate it it's okay when i know i have the upper hand <gasps> am i burke okay never mind go on move on George is presenting his patient to Addison. Her name is Molly. She's 22 and she's 32 weeks pregnant with her first baby. Her baby was diagnosed with congenital diaphragmatic hernia, which means the baby has a hole in its diaphragm. And I have further research on that. Okay. Um, so the muscle that divides the chest cavity and the abdominal cavity is basically kind of separated, which creates that hole that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, most commonly known as CDH, it occurs um, when it doesn't close the right way wh- while the baby is developing. And similarly, that's when the organs kind of push up. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen a hernia, but it kind of pushes up through the defect yes. into the chest cavity. So this occurs both on the left or the right side, but it's most more common on the left. And the organs actually do come up into the chest and press on the lungs, which can result in a condition in which the lungs remain small and underdeveloped, which as a result can cause pulmonary hypoplasia. 
Some uh, babies with CDH develop conditions affecting their heart, liver, intestines, and nervous system. While CDH is not inherited, it is, its cause is unknown. CDH occurs in about 1 in 2,200 live births and is usually seen during a routine prenatal ultrasound in the first or second trimester. Babies with severe CDH will struggle after birth and some will not survive. Others are saved through intensive care, medical care, and however, these babies often do have long-term health issues with breathing, feeding, growth, and even hearing. And my source was from the CincinnatiChildrens.org, so it can be very serious. That is sad. Addison explains that they will insert a scope into Molly's uterus, then inflate a little balloon in the baby's airway, which should help stimulate the lungs to grow. Addison asks JC Thatcher standing in the hallway. Just a reminder that we do have an Instagram and a Twitter account. You can follow us on both at Pod. He asks George if Meredith is working. George says that she is and that he can have someone page her for him, but he tells him no, that it's complicated. Then Molly's room door opens and we hear Molly's mother say, Thatcher, honey, we are in here. And he responds with, oh, there you are, Susan. And he asks George to excuse them while they check on their daughter. How do we feel about this? (sighs) I don't know. I don't really have feelings on it. I mean, I'm sure it's a slap in the face, but I experienced something kind of similar finding out I had a sister extremely later on in life that even my dad didn't know about so it's a little it's like I just don't have feelings yeah yeah awkward all around I feel like yeah yeah and I feel like that sure feels awkward yes which I mean you I get it I mean I would feel awkward if I rolled up in there and like I have a whole ass other family that my daughter doesn't know about like yeah I'd feel a little weird yeah I like George's hair here yeah, me too, actually. Yeah, he looks more less hobbit like. Less hobbit like. Stop. Okay. <sighs> Bailey is looking at the board when Derek asks if she has an extra intern to spare. She goes off on a tangent about how she hasn't had any surgeries yesterday or today, and she won't have any tomorrow, and claims that Weber is a mommy tracking her. Derek dismisses this and tells her that he's just going easy on her. And like I said earlier, it is weird because in the last episode, she would have had three surgeries if Nikki hadn't died. So I was curious, just like you were. And Mm -hmm. although this isn't official, I found it on Quora, you know, like when people ask questions. Mm -hmm. So there was this doctor there that said that typically a part-time doctor surgeon, I should say, works about 30 hours per week and has a list has an average of eight cases so for this particular doctor that makes 16 procedures per week oh so you know again this is just a do- one doctor's experience so one surgeon's right. experience so she says that she imagines that a full-time surgeon only has uh three lists a week which would make it about an average of 24 to 25 surgeries of course uh this doctor explains that um, her full-time colleagues it does depend on the branches of sur- of 
you know, depending on what you're in, if you're cardio or... Yeah. But because Bailey is a general surgeon, I would imagine she does a lot of, like, simple procedures, like a hernia, you know, like, things that are very common. So I do believe that, you know, um, you know, so this is Adeline for the A2A. Um, Thank you for that. And uh, careervillage.org also mentioned this, that they surgeons usually typically operate from eight to ten small surgeries which i would assume are hernias and things right so yeah so she is being mommy tracked in a weird way okay i you know from what i read i don't know right right yeah because i was like confused so i was just like um just last episode you would have had three surgeries in just one day so according to this far below right right Interesting. Izzy is talking to Meredith about George and Callie. She's still being suspicious of Callie, explaining that after the game night, she was going to take George home, but then told him she couldn't. Izzy thinks that this is extremely weird. She asks Meredith if she thinks ortho chick is hiding something, but she doesn't know that Callie is standing right behind her. She goes up to them and tells them that George mentioned they aren't big fans of ortho. So she takes Izzy and Meredith and makes them help with her patient. Izzy is being a bitch, asking Callie all kinds of questions. She even asks her if her husband is a doctor too. Izzy tells Callie that she is just looking out for George because she is his best friend. Callie laughs and says that from what she understands, Izzy hasn't been the best matchmaker in the past. And she looks at Meredith. I loved this. (laughs) I am scared of Callie. Yeah. Like... Callie is a person I'd be scared of. Like, I, I feel like Callie in high school was your emo girl, but, like, that might carry an, a knife with her everywhere she goes. Yeah, true. I could see it. And I want to be friends with her. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'd rather be friends with her than Izzy and Meredith. Oh, They're, like, yeah. the main girl clique. Yeah, but, like, Meredith isn't even, like, street smart. Right? And Izzy is just dumb, but not yeah. not because she's because she always is like it's because I'm blonde. I'm like no, it's because of the actions and the things you do. Yes. God, I hope they never listen to this. Okay. <laughs> Izzy finds George standing on the stairs, and she asks him if they could hang out. George absently says that he just wants to escape her, but he can't. And Izzy says, "Oh, thank God, you want to escape, Callie? Good." She is like a total freak. And I was starting to get really worried about you. She sees George's face and registers that he doesn't mean escape Callie. He means escape Meredith. He then tells Izzy that Meredith has a sister. Yeah, it's going to get worse. Derek and Bailey head into the OR with their patient, Andrew. He is a young boy who is having a tumor resection and needs to be awake for the surgery. The tumor is located near the language section of the brain, so Derek has to make sure he doesn't damage it. He has Andrew talk the whole way through the surgery. Andrew is feeling awkward with Derek's questions, so Bailey steps in. He tells her that he is busy getting ready for the National Spelling Bee and that he won regionals last month. Before I go on with the research, I just want to say it's always George who meets Meredith's sisters or, like, family. Because he meets Lexi first. I didn't know that. 
it's been so long since I've watched. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. All right. He meets Thatcher first. He knows about Molly. So that's interesting. For someone that, like, he's right. For someone that's trying to get away from Meredith, he's always stuck with Meredith's something. (laughs) Yeah. So I do have research for awake brain surgery. It's also called awake craniotomy, which is a type of procedure performed on the brain while you are awake and alert. It's usually used to treat some brain or neurological conditions, including some brain tumors, like in this case, or epileptic seizures. If your tumor or the area of your brain where your seizures occur is near the parts of your brain that controls vision, movement, or speech, they may need you to be awake during the surgery to make sure that your functions, your movement, your speech is all working. And they will ask you questions just like Derek asked questions to monitor the activity in your brain as you respond. And this was taken from the mayoclinic.org. I love our bodies sometimes. Like they are just so crazy that like they can have your skull open and be poking around in there and you can be fully awake and talking. Like that is insane. Yeah. And you know, the fact that you don't, I don't know. I mean, I know there's risks with these kind of surgeries, but like. God, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. Addison stops George in the hall and asks for a copy of Molly's MRI scans. When George tells her he doesn't have them, she asks for one good reason why she shouldn't throw him off the case. And he tells her that Molly's maiden name is Gray. Her father is Thatcher, who is also Meredith's father. And I think that it's a little shitty of George to be going around telling everybody else this except for Meredith. Yeah, like, that's not the question. He, She asked you why you didn't do it. Who? What does it matter what right. name she has or right. who she is? Why would that stop you from doing your job? Yeah. Izzy and Christina are sitting down for lunch. Meredith comes over, sits with them, and says, It's weird. I thought I just saw my father. Christina says, Oh, that's good. Did you meet your sister, too? And Meredith looks so confused. Fucking bitch, <laughs> Like, I cannot. <laughs> she might, She has such a way to share information that I'm just like, God, you're so socially awkward. And it's all those years of being in school, but shit, like, that's still not yeah. an excuse to be so, so shitty. Yeah. Anyways. Back in the OR with Andrew, he is still telling Bailey and Derek about spelling, and Derek says that it's his turn to pick a word. And he chooses fibromyalgia, which I have. Love that. Bailey scoffs and says that he's won the regionals. He's probably insulted by fibromyalgia. He spells it correctly and says that Bailey was right and it was easy. Derek then asks him to, to spell omphalocele. Sure. Andrew starts by saying the word, then his speech begins to slur and he spells the word incorrectly. Derek adjusts a few things and Andrew is back to speaking clearly and Bailey starts to cry. That was like a very edge of the seat. Stressful. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but that's the whole point, right? Like if it doesn't, if he messes up the speech, he's able to correct it, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Addison is explaining the surgery to Molly while Meredith stalks the hallway outside of Molly's room. She tells her that she is going to do the surgery with a small scope and it will be minimally invasive. Addison calls Meredith into the room then and tells Molly that Meredith will continue her prep work and monitor her vitals. 
Meredith is making small talk with Molly and she comments on Molly's engagement ring. Molly tells her that her husband is in the army, so they got married before he shipped out. Meredith asks if her parents approve, and Molly tells her that her parents are amazing, but her dad is pretty overprotective and that her dad cried at her wedding when he gave her away. Molly continues telling Meredith about how it must have been weird for her dad because she's her dad's little girl. She's the youngest, and her sister is nowhere near ready for marriage. Meredith asks about Molly's sister. Molly tells her that her sister's name is Lexi and she is in medical school at Harvard. I love Lexi. Me too. I was so excited. Lexi. (laughs) And then Molly goes off about how proud her dad is of Lexi. But yes, Lexi is the best gray sister that ever existed. She's like... She's so funny and so like smart and I don't know. She's just she's like book smart, but she's like ditzy and like lighthearted and just like yes. go with the flow. And oh my god, I love positive her energy so much. Yes, 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 yeah. And it is a, a kind of you know I was gonna say a stab in the back. You know, knowing yeah. that Thatcher though is part of Lexi, which he should be at Harvard. She's at Harvard, but you know. There's Meredith, too, who is obviously a doctor right. or on her way to being a surgeon. So, right. I get it. I get right. It. She was butthurt. Meredith flies into the room with Izzy and Callie and screams that she needs some bones to break, something to smash. So she grabs a hammer and starts whacking the crap out of an old cast. Callie asks if she's freaking out and Izzy says, no, she's fine. She's great. <laughs> Izzy turns to Callie then and asks her if George is her type. Callie scoffs and says that Izzy and Meredith don't see him. He's just George to them and that he makes her world stop, that he's sweet, kind, smart, and strong, and he makes her world stop so they can just shut up about him. Callie leaves the room and Izzy says, holy crap, George is her McDreamy. Which is so weird. It is weird. It's so new. It's like they literally almost just met. Well, technically, but. But it's also like such a bitch move of Izzy to like just thinking that George could be anybody's McDreamy is just incomprehensible. Like, oh my God, like, how is that even possible? Like, it's so bitchy. Yeah. I mean, Izzy's being a real big bitch. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Meredith is walking down the hall and Susan stops her. She says she saw a picture once from a long time ago and that Meredith looks just like her mother. Meredith reassures her that she didn't say anything to Molly about the relationship between them all. Susan tells her that Molly knows that Thatcher was married before and had another daughter. So So she's aware. Yeah. Weber is looking at the board and he finds Thatcher there too. Thatcher says that he spent years studying that board, holding a crying baby, trying to get an idea of when his wife would get out of surgery. Weber asks him if he is aware of what is going on with Ellis. Thatcher tells him that he has no right to talk to him about Ellis. Weber tells him that Ellis has advanced early onset Alzheimer's and it's hard on Meredith. Yeah, um, I will reference my little trivia thing at the end when we get to that part, but I'll get okay. back to it. 
Bailey is checking in on Andrew after his surgery. He doesn't remember her from the surgery, but Bailey says that that is normal for patients who are awake during the surgery. Bailey tells him that they got all of the tumor out and he is going to be just fine. Aw, we love a happy ending. Yes. George sees Meredith walking down the hall and he sees Thatcher. She turns away and hides in a room. Thatcher greets George and tells him that Meredith came to his house a few weeks prior and he didn't know what to say to her, that her mother wouldn't let Meredith know him and now he doesn't know how to know her. I was just going to say that Ellis is such a selfish bitch. but okay. Oh, absolutely. 100%. George tells him that Meredith is anything but cold, that she smiles, not often, but when she smiles, you feel warm. She's kind. She can be a little bit selfish. She's flawed, but she's kind. She cares about people, and he thinks she's going to be a brilliant surgeon. That, wasn't that sweet? Oh, so sweet. Thatcher then asks George if he knows where she is. And George tells him that he thinks that she left already and that he could tell her that he was there. Thatcher thanks him and walks away. And I love George here. It says a lot about George as a person. He is so angry and hurt by Meredith, but he would still be there for her and stick up for her. I do love that. He's a good person. I think Callie's right about him. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Not my dreaming, but oh, right, no, no, no. In the closing montage, we see Molly recovering after the surgery done on her baby. Izzy is presenting Danny with the finished sweater. Who is Danny? <laughs> I meant to say Denny. <laughs> like, thought, who the hell is I, Danny? I thought it was a Pennsylvanian accent. I'm sorry. No, I, I just Danny. <laughs> I just cannot speak. Izzy presented Denny with the finished sweater. George and Berg are playing chess at the apartment when Christina comes out of the bedroom naked. George quickly covers his eyes and Burke asks her what the hell she is doing. And then Burke yells at George to get out. Okay, that was excessive. Like, for sure. But that's, this is kind of goes along with what do you think Christina's astrological sign is? Because this is very bold of her to do. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. All right. We see George sitting in the intern's little basement hideaway when he dials a phone number and we can hear that phone ringing somewhere close by. He follows the ring and finds Callie in a makeshift bedroom in a storage area of the basement. He asks her if she lives there and she says yes. She says she stays there because she spends so much time at the hospital that it's just easier. He grabs a pair of scissors and asks her if she knows how to cut hair. She quickly gets to work and he pulls her arm down and grabs her face and kisses her. Mm -hmm. Mm. Meredith is at the vet checking in on Doc. She tells the receptionist that she doesn't need to see the vet. She just wants to spend some time with her dog. Then the vet brings Doc out and he's handsome. (laughs) He introduces himself as Finn and Meredith is all heart eyes swooning over him. And then that is the end of the episode. He's not that cute. I think he's cute. I don't think he's like hot or anything, but like he's cute. I think I mean he's he's good looking. Like he's not he's okay. ugly. It's like he looks like someone's brother. I mean <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> no, like he looks like I don't know. He just looks 
I, I guess adorable would be the the right term. I don't know. He just doesn't look very. He's like female. what um, like what people think the female gaze is like. Uh, like yeah. shaggy blonde hair, like yeah, nicer body, like that's what we're supposed to be attracted to, you know. Okay. So we have the honorable mention. Can you please tell us the diagnosis for me? She has metastatic cancer. This is the second time I try. Uh, Preston Burke is the doctor along with Alex Cruff being the surgical intern. And she is having, this is part of her cancer treatment. And they're removing a tumor to ease her breathing. Um, a fun fact, Laurie Metcalf, who plays Beatrice in this episode, was previously married to Jeff Perry, who plays Thatcher Gray. And Laurie Metcalf was previously married to Matt Roth, who was three episodes prior. So Oh, a, that's weird. So there's <laughs> a lot of married couples in this show. And then my little trivia thing that I had... So towards the end of the episode, Weber comes out of the elevator to meet Christina and there is a tall man with spike hair that walks out and that's actually the actor screenwriter James Hall for the show. Oh, that's cool. Which I've known they do cameos and I've also learned that on the board and I have to start paying more attention to it. Sometimes they have like members of like cameramen, like people of the cast that are working behind the scenes on the actual um, board. That's cool. So just a little uh, fun fact before I go on to the closing monologue. Are you ready for the closing monologue? I am ready. All right. Closing monologue. Life is not a spectacular sport. Win, lose, or draw. The game is in progress, whether we want it to be or not. So go ahead, argue with the refs, change the rules, cheat a little, take a break, and tend to your wounds. But play, play, play hard, play fast, play loose and free, play as if there's no tomorrow. Okay, so it's not whether you win or lose. It's how you play the game, right? I don't like it. Alrighty. <laughs> like, it was weird. I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I'm not I, really I, a big I, fan of either of those. No. That was a very weird one. But yeah, that is the end of episode two. Nope season two two episode 22 22 yeah yes so this one's a a doozy i don't know not great no i guess the only like good thing was is like the whole like thatcher and and we learn more and it kind of sets us up with with lexi like we get set up in this episode for it and i did like george in this episode Mm. kind of i don't like how he like told everybody else about the whole meredith sister situation but i mean i did like how he stood up for her you know yeah well we'll take that over you know we'll forgive his other faults yeah he's been going through quite a bit so i think for now poor george is struggling he's surviving not thriving but just surviving (laughs) and if you can please follow us on all our social media and be sure to tune us in every by week every two weeks so bi-weekly on wherever you listen to your podcast and we are now on apple Podcasts, anchor spotify and the list goes on so there's no excuse 
to not listen to us and we'll be watching or listening <laughs> all right so good night everyone bye